Okay, we pick up uh, at the bottom of Kuf Lamed Amud Bet uh, 31-30b, uh, still carrying on uh, in terms of our discussion. We're now going to uh, talk about uh, uh, different sorts of uh, mavois and alleyways, etc. We had uh, just got finished talking about uh, connecting uh, courtyards together that we said was called an area of Chatserot. Uh, different Chatseros are joined together with the houses leading into the courtyards. That's called an area of Chatserot. And then all those houses and the lead into courtyards, which in turn uh, lead into alleyways. That is called a Mavoy. And in order for for them to be you to be able to carry in the Mavoy, you have to make certain structural adjustments uh, at the end of the Mavoy, either Lechi or Kora, an upright post, a cross post, uh, horizontal or vertical beam, and uh, also. So uh, we have to have what's known as a shituf mavaut. It essentially combines uh, all the, the, the courtyards and houses, uh, all the courtyards, sorry, into a, a common uh, area and uh, one big happy family. And, uh, and that allows you to carry in the Mavoy. So with that behind us, uh, with, with that background, sorry, uh, we say Itmar. I'm Rabbi Zaira, I'm a Rav. Rabbi Zaira says in the name of Rav, Mavoy, Shalor Nishtat Vubo. What happens if an alleyway had, did not have a shituf uh, done to it? In other words, uh, the people, uh, the residents, well, they're not really residents in an alleyway, uh, but the surrounding uh, residents uh, of the, the people that live in the courtyard uh, didn't combine, didn't uh, put something together uh, uh, in, for, to them, in able to, to enable them to carry in that alleyway, uh, it is defined as a as a, essentially a rishutah rabim, and you could only carry inside it for amot. That was uh, th- that's a statement of Rav Zaira in the name of Rav Amar he said this statement that we said uh, is was uh, uh, he stated it but he never explained it properly uh, until the, it, it was explained Rava uh, Baavua and he explained it as follows what is this talking about I'm Rav Nachman. What happens if you have this alleyway, as we said, that uh, wasn't uh, joined in a shituf, uh, wasn't joined together? Uh, the, it, it depends. If there is an air of chatserot, i.e. the owners of the houses uh, joined together so that they've got a common courtyard, uh, in the alleyway, uh, then you can only carry four amot in the courtyard. In other words, if there is no connection between the houses, uh, they're the houses and the courtyards, and they never joined themselves in a common place, uh, then you can carry inside that alleyway. There's obviously only talking about things that actually uh, were in the alleyway to start off at Shabbos. You can walk with them up and down the whole alleyway uh, and, and there's no problem with that. So it's a little counterintuitive uh, over here at, at first glance because of the fact that it seems that the more uh, or the less you do, uh, i.e. if no one's done an Erev uh, Katsayrot, i.e. the houses are separate, the courtyard separate as well as the alleyway is separate, uh, it seems a little counterintuitive that actually you can carry more in that type of uh, environment than if it, if, uh, if they already had an area of Chatserot. So see, we need to understand exactly what's going on over here.
So to, to try to work out uh, what's going on here, Amalei Rav Chanina Chosai Rava. so Rav Chanina Chosai said to Rava, Ma'ashon ki Erev Chatzeretim Abatim, Deniktinu Chatzerot. How do we understand such a, uh, uh, the case over here? Uh, reason might be is because once the, uh, there is an Erev, a connection uh, between the houses and the courtyards, uh, then Deniktinu Chatzerot. It seems that uh, we almost view these uh, things as one uh, place themselves, i.e. one area, combined area, and they become Vnasubatim, and they essentially become houses. And now what you have is houses, these very big houses, uh, and uh, what you have is them opening up uh, into a, an alleyway, and there's no connection between the two. Uh, and Varav Latame, Rav would go according to his opinion. Damarav, Aina Mavo Nitar, Beleki Vakora, Adshu, Batim Vakatirot, Ptukim Lutuho. And Rav says uh, something that we'll see a lot more when we get to Mesechet Erevin, uh, talking about an alleyway. He says an alleyway can only be combined into uh, an area whereby you can carry inside of there. Uh, number one, you need a, a lehi, an upright pole, a, a vertical pole, a vukora, and a crossbeam, a horizontal pole. And uh, in another condition, it's got to have batim, houses, and chatserot, uh, and, and, and courtyards opening up into putukim, that have to open up into it. In other words, there has to be a plural uh, amount, at least two uh, houses and two courtyards. And it says, vahacha uh, batim. And here, uh, once we combine the uh, courtyard with the houses, there are only batim, ika, chatserot, leika. We view the, the courtyards as if they aren't existent anymore and they just become one big house, as it were. Uh, and it says, kilo uh, but uh, the, the Gemara says, uh, well, maybe that's how we would view it. And that's why I would say, imagine these one big houses and then uh, they're, they're, you can't combine it uh, together with, a, with this Mavoi because there aren't, uh, you know, the, there's no Lehi, Kora and, 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 and courtyards as well as houses. They're just houses. Uh, the Gemara says, well, if you say that, uh, the same thing really would apply uh, if uh, you didn't do an Eruv. In other words, the houses were separate, the courtyards were separate, and the alleyway was separate. Uh, in, in terms of what, what should we, the way we look at it, we should see, uh, if, you, if, you, if none of them has made a uh, an Erev, one with each other, uh, and uh, therefore the houses are considered stim, uh, stime, they are considered closed up uh, compared to the courtyards. In other words, you've just got courtyards there because there's no connection uh, with the houses, uh, and therefore there is, once there's no connection, you've just got courtyards and an alleyway. Uh, there is a chater, very nice, that opens up into the alleyway, but there are batim, leika, there is no houses opening up into it. So the, this uh, follows, the, has the same deficiencies as, uh, as we had before. So the Gemara says, Ifta uh, Really what we have to, to get around this, uh, instead of doing an Eirov or a Shituf or whatever the case is, uh, maybe what you do uh, is that you give up your right uh, to walk through the area. With something, as we said, we'll see a lot more in terms of Masechet um, Erevin. But one of the ways you can do, you can all renounce your rights uh, and you give it over to one person. That person, the, the idea really is, is that... Um, 
the whole the whole point of uh, of of why you would have to actually make a an Erev Chatzairot is because you have to be seen as one combined family. There can't be different people owning different areas, uh, and thereby it becomes a little bit too much like a Rishut Rabim for the rabbi's liking, and that's why you have to combine everyone together. So you put food in, uh, and you say we're all part of one big happy family, and that way it's all seen as one person. The alternative to doing that uh, is to say that uh, I am not taking up my rights uh, in the courtyard. Uh, I am staying indoors today, and therefore uh, the, you, the, everyone except one person in the courtyard does that. That person then becomes the owner of all the common area in that courtyard. So, so he becomes uh, the owner. So everyone else nullifies their rights uh, to him, and uh, and he becomes the owner. So that's what we're saying. If so all of them renounce their rights, they give up their rights to the one person, uh, and therefore uh, he might be able to do it. So in other words, um, because he can carry in the courtyard, uh, and, and we say there's one person in the courtyard, and you can carry in the courtyard, and then maybe that would be able to join together with uh, with uh, with the Mavoy. And the Gemara says, Sof Sof Bait Ika, Batim Leika, also suffers the same deficiency, because after all, there is one, uh, if you if you do that, there's only one Bait, because everyone has renounced their rights in the houses <coughs> to one person, so it becomes like one big house. And there are no two houses, and, and we saw before that Rav said there have to be at least two houses and two courtyards in order for this to be permissible. Uh, the Gemara says, Well, if the Tzafra ad palga diyoma legabechad, u palga diyoma u panya legabechad. Uh, so what 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 they uh, what you should do uh, rather then is like split the ownership almost as a timeshare uh, from the from the early morning until noon uh, one person can own it and then afternoon uh, until the night time uh, someone else could own it uh, and and therefore there is, it's like considered two separate owners um, and the Gemara says but this still you haven't got around that sof sof but edna itte lahai later lahai. Uh, but uh, that doesn't solve the problem really because there's no concurrent ownership. Uh, there's ownership of person A uh, until noon and then person B uh, from noon till evening. But there is no uh, concurrent ownership of A and B uh, and therefore that can't be considered batim. It's only it's one byte and, and different owners but at any time there's only one person there. So we still haven't... Um, Found a solution. Ela Amar Rav Ashi. Rav Ashi gives uh, an answer uh, to this. He says, "Migaram lechatzeret sheasru batim." He says the idea really is uh, what makes these courtyards uh, prohibited. It is the houses, uh, and therefore, if there had been no houses, uh, the, you know, the, there wouldn't be a problem uh, in terms of a chatzer. Because following Rabbi Shimon's view, uh, there is. Uh, he said yesterday that uh, all uh, roofs and karpafiot and, and chatzers etc now we add in these alleyways as well uh, all of them actually are one uh, uh, are defined as one it's the houses if there weren't any houses over here uh, that is the issue uh, if, if there was no uh, if there were no houses which is a definite uh, then you could carry between all these quasi you could carry it on you know on the roofs and, and the courtyards also got four walls around them 
alleyway with a, uh, a lehi and a kora at the end of it is also defined as uh, an enclosed area. So therefore, it's all defined as a quasi rishute yachid over here, and therefore you would be allowed to carry between all of those uh, on uh, this this level. The problem is that the houses uh, uh, mess it up, and then that's why we say veleka. Uh, if you consider the fact that there are no houses, uh, you ignore the houses because the houses have got no access to the alleyway. Uh, it is only really if they've got no connection to the courtyard, then it is just the courtyard uh, and the alleyway, and the courtyard and the alleyway, uh, uh, you know, can then, uh, you, can, you could uh, carry between them because there's nothing really, they all really are the same Rishut. Okay, uh, that, that uh, closes that little um, section. And now we move back uh, to uh, the, what we had said before uh, in terms of the opening Mishnah. Uh, and we just comment about it. Amrav Chiyav Abba, Amrav Yochanan, Lo Lakol, Amrav Rebbe Liezer, Machshirei Mitzvah Dochin Etashabbat. Rebbe Liezer didn't say in terms of all mitzvot uh, that you can do not only the, the, that action on Shabbat but all the preparations. Uh, it would seem that it was only um, uh, in terms of Mila. We're going to see maybe there are some other things uh, as well, uh, but uh, it is not a blanket thing for all mitzvot. We are going to see there are other mitzvot as well that he would allow uh, to override Shabbat, not only them, but their preparations as well. Uh, and we see that it's going to be a very specific uh, list, but not everything, not a blanket rule. Okay, so uh, it says that you can't give it, it's not a blanket rule. What are we talking about here? Uh, we're talking about uh, the two loaves. Uh, they are the Shtayalechim, the two loaves. These are loaves that are offered on, on Shavuot, uh, the new grain they cut and they permit uh, grain, new uh, um, wheat to be offered up in the, the Beit HaMikdash. Uh, and it says, and they are a uh, they have to be um, uh, offered up on Shavuot themselves, two loaves, uh, and you wave them together with, with uh, two sheep, uh, and, uh, and, and, and that with the sheep aren't our concern now. Uh, but it says, Hain, Velo Lamedim Rebeliezer, Elam Shava. And as we said, he learns that, uh, he, he, he learns that specifically out from a Gezer Shava. So it's not a blanket rule. If it was a blanket rule that it overrides Shabbat, well, then this wouldn't have even been a question. So therefore, the only reason that you are allowed to do this and cook the Shtar Lechem on Shabbat is because of a Gezer Shava, the same word in different contexts. Uh, what are we talking about? Tatanya, Reb says, How do you know that you can cook these two loaves on Shabbat? They push aside Shabbat. You don't have to cook them uh, Erev Shabbat, uh, if that would be, uh, you know, i.e. Erev Shavuot. Uh, and first day Shavuot falls on Shabbat. Uh, how do you know that cooking these loaves it can even be cooked on Shabbat? Nemra, Hava'ah. The Omer, uh, it talks about bringing the Omer. There's a pasuk that talks about bringing the Omer. Also talks about uh, uh, bringing in terms of the two breads. Omer, uh, the same way that uh, uh, you you are allowed to uh, you know for do actions that uh, uh, you know on uh, for the the for the Omer, uh, like cutting, reaping, etc. That would override Shabbat, even though. 
what we call the second night uh, of Pesach, uh, straight after the, the, the Yom Tov in Israel, uh, it is there's only one day, obviously. So that night after Yom Tov, even if that night would be a Friday night, you could still go and reap the Omer, uh, etc. On, on, on that night. So even though it would be a Shabbat, uh, the reaping of the Omer overrides uh, Shabbat. Uh, and he says the same thing, Mahabat Om. Um, Hamarab uh, Omer. So bringing it means Machshir in Dochin et Hashabbat. We see that uh, the 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 bring it uh, and, and, and the preparations for bring it also override Shabbat. Uh, it says. Um, he said, even the preparations of the Shtalechim also override the Shabbat. So we see that uh, with a, with a uh, you know, he used that Kazar Shava and he says that he, his principle is that once you do learn it out with the Omer, uh, you connect it uh, via the Omer to via the same word, Hava'ah. Uh, to the Shtalechim as well. So the Gemara says uh, about that, and uh, this is a, 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 a general uh, principle when you have uh, Gezeira Shavas, it says Mufne, it has to be free. Now there is a discussion about how free a word has to be, i.e. the word has to be superfluous uh, in, in their own context. Uh, we have to see if that, if that holds uh, the same uh, in you know across the board, why? Uh, because the law mufne, if they are not uh, free to uh, give a drosh on, i.e., they are um, uh, they are needed for the simple meaning of the pasuk uh, You could counter that these two cases, shtalechim and omer, are separate uh, cases and cannot be compared. Why? Mal omer katsor. Uh, uh, if the Omer, it says in terms of what, what's its stringency about Omer, if you find it already reaped, uh, still uh, you can't, even if you did reap it, uh, for example, before Shabbat, uh, it, it, it's still, uh, the, the, you have to go in Kotzer, you have to reap it yourself, it has to be done on the night of the 16th of Nisan, uh, you have to go and you have to reap it yourself, albeit Shabbat, and you can't use things from before Shabbat. Tomer uh, you can't say the same thing, uh, with the, the two breads of Shavuot, Shimatsa Katsur, Enokotzer. There's no question uh, about that, is that you'd have to reap more grain. No, uh, you would say that. Um uh, you would say that if, the, if you found the breads that way, uh, you could use them. Okay, uh, that, that's the thing. Lo lay fune mifna. The Gemara says no. We we, we confirm that uh, these uh, are, are essentially superfluous words. Uh, we didn't need uh, to say them, and once they are superfluous, they can be joined together in this gazer shava, uh, which is un, uh, you know going to be impervious to attack. We'll discuss that in a second as well. And michti because. It says, uh, it says that you should, um, when you come into the land that I'm bringing you, it says, and, and, and you reap the harvest, it says, then you bring, you bring the, uh, the Omer, uh, the first of the harvest uh, to, your, to the priest. Uh, and later on, in that uh, a few verses later, uh, five verses later, uh, it says, uh, on the day that you bring, Lama uh, Li. Why do I need to repeat that? Surely you've repeated it. You've said it before. Uh, we see that, that that word in context is superfluous. The Gemara says, very good. Uh, there still is a, a slight problem. We say it is only free uh, in that pasuk. Uh, talking about the uh, uh, the the 
the shtar lechem, right? Uh, sorry, the omer. In that case, it's only free in terms of that. Uh, it says, um, we've proved that one way. Uh, but we know that Rebbe Yezer says, uh, if there is, uh, if it was only on the one side uh, that you found it uh, free, uh, you can use it. Uh, he says, albeit the fact that you can use it, that's great. However, uh, it's, it's not uh, foolproof because of the fact that um, uh, you are you might be able to raise uh, uh, attacks against it, and you can it, it can thereby uh, thereby be refuted. So therefore, it's not an impervious to attack Gezer Shava. It's a good teaching, uh, and if you can if it logically it works out, well then you accept it. But if it if it can be attacked on the base of logic, it can fall down. So uh, it has to be free uh, and i.e. superfluous on both sides uh, for it to be impervious to attack. Uh, and that's it. So uh, if it's just Mufne Mitzadechad, Lameidim Moshevin, you can refute it. Taviu, Ribohu. And we say no. Uh, when in, in another two verses after that, uh, it says Taviu. And this is obviously... Uh, something that that's extra you don't have to say to view again uh, the, 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 that's an extra word so therefore as a result of this we say it is free on both sides uh, and as a result we can it is becomes impervious to attack all right uh, so now the Gomorrah says uh, you know maybe there aren't you know maybe there are um Mitzvahs that that do override Shabbat, but the question is, uh, we said that uh, the following statement. We said it's not all mitzvot. Uh, the question is, which which mitzvot uh, do not override Shabbat? Maybe we, you know we, we, we take a view. Uh, if we can't prove these are the mitzvot that that uh, uh, do override Shabbat, which are the mitzvot that don't override Shabbat? Maybe you would think it would be lulav. Uh, that uh, uh, that you wouldn't be allowed to do on Shabbat uh, preparations for the lulav you wouldn't be allowed to do that on Shabbat but Tanya uh, that is not true lulav v'kol machshirin dochin atah Shabbat Rebbe Rebbe says the lulav as well as preparing it uh, override Shabbat in other words you can wake up on Sukkot morning and go and cut down your lulav from the tree no problem. Uh, and uh, that's that's uh, what Rebbe Ezra says. Okay, uh, so that can't be it. Ella Ella Mute Sukkah. You might think uh, that uh, it would also exclude a Sukkah. I.e., you can go and uh, cut your your skach, uh, on. Uh, uh, you wouldn't be allowed to cut your skach on Shabbat uh, first day. Sukkot, Vatanya, Sukkah, Vakol Machshira, Dochin Etashabat, Rabbi Eliezer. Another statement, he says specifically Sukkah. Uh, also, all your preparations for the Sukkah can also uh, override Shabbat. So he takes, you know, uh, both Lulav and Sukkah uh, will be included in uh, preparations overriding Shabbat. Ella, uh, so we try again. Limute um, Matzah. You might think Matzah, uh, you wouldn't be allowed to cook Matzah on Shabbat. Uh, matzah as well uh, as all its preparatory acts can be done 
on uh, Shabbat. That's what Rebbe Leizer says. Elimotei Shofar. You might think that Shofar as well uh, is not able to be done on Shabbat. Vatanya Rebbe Leizer again. Shofar v'kol makshirav dochin et Shabbat of Rebbe Leizer. So Shofar as well as everything surrounding it, uh, you could override Shabbat. I you could go and uh, cut this off the head of the animal and uh, you know scoop it out and and do all the sorts of things, soften it and everything you need to do uh, that would all override Shabbat. So all these four mitzvot, lulav, sukkah, matzah, as well as shofar, uh, all override Shabbat. Uh, so therefore, uh, you know, we're still left looking for a mitzvah uh, that doesn't override a Shabbat. Uh, and Amarav Ada Bahava, so he gives an answer, limute tzitzit letalito umuza lepitko. Really, the, the two uh, mitzvot, he says, putting tzitzit on your garments and putting a mezuzah on your doorway. He says, those don't override Shabbat. So you can't. If your doorway has not got a mezuzah, your, 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 talit, your talit does not have tzitzit on, uh, you can't go and uh, attach either of those on Yom Tov. Uh, on Shabbos. Uh, Tanya, uh, Nami Hachi, we also learned in a brighter the same thing. Veshavin, Shim Tzietz Talito, if you put Tzitzit on your Talit, Vasei Mezuzah Lepitko, Shuchayev, and you put a Mezuzah on your door on Shabbat, uh, that you are Chayev, you are liable. So here are two examples as to of mitzvot, uh, i.e. Tzitzit and Mezuzah, that do not override Shabbat. Uh, and and obviously, if they don't override Shabbat, their preparations either neither override Shabbat. My timer, the Gomorrah inquires uh, as to why that would be uh, the reason. Uh, because they've got no fixed time. Uh, and uh, they don't have to therefore be done on Shabbat uh, in terms of the you know the mezuzah it doesn't say at a specific time you have to do uh, a mezuzah at a specific time you have to wear tzitzit uh, you know or, 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 or tie tzitzit on uh, there's no specific time mentioned as opposed to uh, shofar and lulav and sukkah and matzah there's all specific times uh, to do all of those mitzvot and once the time has passed uh, then you can't do it anymore so all of those things have uh, uh, finite timelines. So, uh, uh, however, uh, if we look at that, Amalabaya bias is not so fast. Adaraba, actually, you could uh, view it from the opposite perspective. Why? They've got no fixed time uh, uh, to, to do them. Uh, so we say actually every single moment uh, is a time period for them. Uh, and therefore, you shouldn't be allowed to just uh, leave these mitzvot and neglect them. Uh, and and, uh, and therefore, uh, it should override Shabbat. It actually is the proof the opposite way. Amle Rav Nachman, Amarav Yitzchak, Vitema, Rav Huna, Breider, Rav Yoshua, whoever it was uh, that gave the answer, Huil Vado, Lafkiran. He says, no, actually, what uh, they don't override Shabbat. Why? Uh, because you can make these items ownerless. I, it would, it would seem if the, only if the, uh, the, the, the item of clothing and the house belongs to you, uh, that you have to uh, put uh, tzitzit on or mezuzah on. However, if it doesn't belong to you uh, and it's ownerless, uh, then uh, it's not up to you. It's not your responsibility. Your responsibility anymore uh, to do these mitzvot. Okay, uh, there's a whole discussion over here. Uh, what uh, what what this actually means? Because uh, we hold. 
as opposed to uh, Rashi brings here, that even if you keep a four-cornered garment in your house, you'd have to put on tzitzit uh, onto it here. Uh, we hold that only once you wear a four-cornered garment, uh, you would have to put uh, tzitzit on it. So there's a slight uh, difference uh, in, in this. So it's not a perfect fit, but in any case, the, the concept uh, remains correct. All right, so Amamara, so now we quoted this whole long brighter and now we just uh, delve into it uh, uh, a little bit more. Uh, Amamara, so Amamara said, Lulav makshirav Shabbat. Lulav and all the preparations will override Shabbat if Rebeliezer. Okay, Mina lay Rebeliezer high. So where does, what's Rebeliezer's source for such a thing? As we saw before, uh, the mitzvahs that we've proved uh, in terms of the extra words, Hava'a and Hava'a, in terms of the Omer and the Shtalechem, you can't learn it from there. Why? Shekain, Tzorech, Those are all for the needs of a of Hashem, uh, as it were. That's uh, part of the, the temple service, uh, and uh, therefore it's got nothing really to do uh, with, uh, with, uh, with the lulav, which is only a, a private person, as opposed to uh, the part of the temple service. A lot of the stuff is... Um, uh, that's done in the Beit HaMikdash uh, for example sacrifices will override Shabbat as a matter of course so uh, a lulav which is not a temple service item uh, is uh, is also you know surely uh, you can't prove it from the the, the Omer and the Shtalechim uh, it says you know because the Pasuk so he has to resort to a verse Amakra Bayom uh, it says uh, pre eight sadar etc you have to take for yourself on the first day it says bayom afilu uh, shabbat on 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 the first day he says and even on shabbat now obviously we don't uh, take the lulav on shabbat uh, there's another drosha that we use but in the temple for sure they took the um uh, the the on on you know the thing on shabbat we we hold a special uh, discussion in terms of you might uh, you know carry it for our but essentially uh, it's not a, a, a defect in the day itself and it means uh, it, it, during the day is a perfect uh, or the first day of uh, of um uh, Sukkot uh, is the is the correct time to take the uh, the lulav in etrog. Okay, uh, and uh, and says lemai hilchata. Uh, in terms of of that, is that is that really so that we learn bayom for that? Ilan metiltol. Uh, in terms of uh, what what malocha of Shabbat are we talking about here? If it's carrying, it's shikra lemute tiltol. If we say you know the, that uh, that it, you're not allowed to move it uh, uh, this thing because it's, it's somehow uh, it says, um, uh, how would you, why would you need a whole pasuk uh, just to say that uh, something is mukta? Mukta is a rabbinical uh, thing. There's no uh, dorata uh, issue over there and, and therefore you, you wouldn't ever use a pasuk uh, to say that you wouldn't be uh, carrying uh, things. So, uh, so therefore, Bayom teaches us uh, the, 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 the law not of uh, carrying it, uh, but, but even uh, its preparation will also ri- uh, override Shabbat.
Okay, so that's Lulav of Rabbanan. But the rabbis say, uh, The rabbis say, what do we use this Bayom for? Uh, they say, we use it to say that you, you shake the Lulav during the day. Uh, you're not allowed to shake the Lulav at night. So that's what they use Bayom for. So the question bounces back. Uh, so where does he learn out of the fact that you have to shake the Lulav during the day and not at night? Uh, he says, Okay, you have to uh, rejoice in front of Hashem for seven days. Uh, days and not nights. Rabbanan, the question bounces back to the rabbis. It's true. No, uh, we need uh, we need both of those. You might have thought. If you use the same Shivat uh, Yamim, just that Pasuk of Shivat Yamim, uh, you might have learned uh, the same phrase, Shivat Yamim, from Sukkah. In the same way as over there, where it talks about seven days, Shivat Yamim, Yamim, Afilu Leilot. When it comes to Sukkah, you sit in the, the Sukkah day and night. It's not that night you are exempt from the Sukkah, no, night you have to uh, be in the Sukkah the same way as you uh, are in it during the day. So you might have got confused. Afkan, uh, in terms of the Lulav, Yamim, Afilulaylot, you might think you have to shake the Lulav at night as well as during the day. Kamash Malan, no, uh, that, that is that. All right, so, so that's why uh, we say that you have to do it, uh, you know, it restricts it to the daytime. Okay, uh, so maybe we say, So really, what uh, surely we should learn out uh, in terms of uh, Lulav, once we've got this principle in terms of Lulav, maybe we could uh, extract from that that uh, it applies to all mitzvot. Uh, and uh, and we would we would just learn out uh, from there uh, everything like a lula, uh, everything can be done uh, even the preparations would override Shabbat uh, we could learn it out from there no Mishum no it's not so clear because there is a specific uniqueness and stringency when it comes to a lulav ma lulav minim lulav is part of four minim uh, and a lulav on its own is uh, is ineffective totally ineffective. Uh, you need uh, a hadas and a rava and, and an etrog uh, to combine together for you to fulfill the mitzvah of lulav, which is not the same case uh, with any other mitzvot. It's not, uh, you don't, there aren't little separate components uh, that you have to have all of them together in order to perform that mitzvah. Okay, so lulav can't be our paradigm. Sukkah, uh, v'kor makshirah, dochinit shabbat we quote the brata sukkah and makshirah uh, and all its preparations also push aside shabbat, uh, we just quote that again. Where do we know such a thing? So we follow the same kind of format and we go through uh, how he would know such a thing. We can't learn it out from the, uh, the Omer and the Shtalechem uh, and the two loaves. Again, as we had it before, they are all uh, done in the temple as opposed to Sukkah uh, and they're all needed for Hashem's sake, the, the, the sake of the Most High. Uh, in other words, the temple as opposed to a Sukkah which is found in everyone's house. Uh, or in, you know, Everyone has to have a Sukkah outside of the house, but you know, everyone does it. It's a personal mitzvah, not connected to the temple.
temple. Even lulav, if you try to learn it out from lulav, again that suffers from the problem. It's going to in abaminim. The lulav has got other stuff uh, together with it. The etrog, uh, the hadas, and the arava uh, together with it, uh, which is not the same case with a sukkah. The sukkah is just one thing, and you don't need uh, different species together with a sukkah. Ella gemar mishivat yamim milulav. Really, what he says also the same thing in terms of a lulav. You learn it from the seven days uh, with a lulav. Ma'alhalan machshirin dochin etashabat avkan nami machshirin dochin etashabat. So too, we learn the shivat yamim, shivat yamim. Seven days you have to. Um, live uh, in the in the sukkah as well as it talks about seven days uh, with a lulav uh, it, it, uh, it, it talks about that so there's a connection over there and we say uh, the same way a lulav uh, the preparation for lulav would override shabbat as we've just proved so too in terms of sukkah uh, the preparations would override shabbat so the Gemara says okay well now we've uh, we've, we've proved that uh, maybe sukkah can be our paradigm uh, and uh, prototype, as it were. And we could learn all of our cases from Sukkah. Uh, no, uh, we could challenge that as well. We could refute that uh, comparison. We'd say it's not a cast iron uh, good comparison. Why? Uh, that, that, that Sukkah is, uh, as we said, uh, op- operative in both the day and the night. You have to sleep in the Sukkah, uh, you have to eat in the Sukkah uh, both day and night. Okay, so that really is uh, the others uh, lulav uh, etc only applies as we said during the day okay quoting down the list matzah uh, you can cook matzah and prepare you can fire up the oven and you can grind the grain and all of that stuff uh, uh, you know and, and it will all override shabbat that is what Rebeleza says. Minala Rebeleza, where does he know such a thing from? Im Omer Shtalechem again. If he tries to learn out from Omer and the two loaves, Shekane to Rekavoa, that is all temple related. Im Lulav, you can't learn from Lulav, Shekane to Unen Abba Minim. With the Lulav, it requires all the extra species to be brought with it. Im Isuka, Shekane to Eget Balelot, you can't learn it out from the sukkah either because that's that's night time as well as day as opposed to matzah which is really the only uh, time that you are uh, that you have to have matzah is on the first night uh, and not uh, during the day so it's only during the first night um, that you'd have to have it so we left at a dead end in terms of using other things as prototypes uh, and therefore Ella again a, uh, we, we, we use uh, a phrase Ella Gemar Chamisha Asar Chamisha Asar mi Chag Hasukot. He learns the 15th, the 15th of Nisan, compared to the 15th of Tishrei, uh, and, and from Chag Hasukot, Malhal and Machshirei, Dochenet Shabbat, and we say uh, the same way as the Sukkah um, uh, overrides uh, Shabbat, and as well as the preparations, so too Matzah overrides Afkan Machshirei, Dochenet Shabbat, so too Matzah would override Shabbat as well. Maybe Matzah could be used as the prototype, and we could learn everything out uh, from there. Uh, the Gemara says, no, Mishum Again, there is a stringency in terms of Matzah. Ma'ala Matzah, what can you say about matzahs. It applies both to men and women. Both men and women have to eat uh, the same amount of uh, matzah on the first night uh, seder and outside of chutzah, it's in the second night seder as well, uh, and there's no difference. All the other things that we've seen 
lulav uh, and uh, and uh, sukkah uh, do not have to be performed by women because they are mitzvat asay shazman grammar. So therefore, uh, matzah has got this unique uh, and um, difference as well. Shofar, v'kol makshira dochinet shabbat. Shofar as well, uh, and all the things that uh, are connected to it in terms of preparing for it uh, over on Shabbat. If that's what Rebbe Leizer says. Mina ha lei l'Rebbe Leizer How does he know such a thing? I mi omer. Again, we go through the whole list. If it's from the Omer and the two loaves, they're all temporalized. If it's a Lulav, they have to be four species. There are three other species. Sukkah is a 24-7 mitzvah. You have to, you know, night and day mitzvah as opposed to uh, the others as well. Shofar is not a 24-hour mitzvah. Um, as it says, Yom Tra, the daytime mitzvah, okay? So, Ime Matzah, and you can't learn it out from Matzah, Shukai Nuheget, Benashim, Kava Anashim, applies to both men and women, uh, Matzah, as opposed to Shofar, which on a uh, Dorata level would only apply to men. It's a mitzvah to say, Shazman Grammar. It says, because on the first day of the seventh month, uh, Yom Tra, Yelachem, it should be a day of, uh, of Tra. Okay, so it's, it specifies a day, and therefore it's not, it's, it's a mitzvah to say, Shazman Grammar. Okay, so it doesn't apply to women as well. Uh, women have taken on, by the way, in parentheses here, uh, have taken on the mitzvah. Uh, so, you know, t- t- today we would say it does apply uh, to women, and women have to, to hear it, on a, but it's only a rabbinical uh, kind of stringency. Okay, uh, Ella... So again, we have to resort to a verse. Yom uh, Again, the day of blowing you have to have. So it says uh, a day. Uh, it's not any day, but the, the day, even if it is Shabbat. Okay, again, we have the same issue uh, today. We don't blow lulav on Shabbat uh, the same way as we don't shake the, the, the lulav if the first day is Shabbat because of the fact uh, that you are worried that you are going to walk with it. But there's no essential problem with that. It's a rabbinical stringency that we don't do the, these things. Okay. Uh, and the Gomorrah says, uh, and, and what are we saying? And if you say that it's to say that you are allowed to sound a shofar blow, but Shmuel is really taught. Um, uh, uh, it, it says, any, any, uh, any type of uh, work you are not allowed to do, uh, forbidden type of work. Uh, it says, uh, that excludes blowing the shofar. Uh, and taking uh, bread off the wall of the oven. Uh, uh, so, so really, what it is, it's 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 just a a knowledge or wisdom, as opposed to um, it's a skill uh, and not uh, a malacha as defined. So it can't be talking about the actual blowing of the shofar uh, because that is just a a, a skill uh, that, that that we have. Uh, so therefore, it must be talking about machshirin, uh, all the things you do to prepare it. Okay, so Rabbanan, uh, how do we, uh, you know, what do the rabbis do with all of these uh, uh, things? Uh, in terms of this, is that you have to uh, do this during the day and not uh, the night. Yom uh, Trua, it means you have to do it during the day and not the night. So, 
uh, where does Rabbi Eliezer know that it's a daytime shofar is a daytime mitzvah? It says on the day of Yom, you know, on the, uh, Yom Kippur, on the day of uh, Kippurim, uh, you should blow this uh, shofar uh, in in all the the the. the Places in your land, right? So it, it says, uh, and it says, Vagimiri, we had a day. So this is talking about the Yovel blowing, uh, that's when you, you blow the shofar on Yom Kippur, announcing the Yovel, and uh, it says, all slaves go free uh, at that time. So that's a, that, that, that's a daytime uh, thing, the slaves go free during the day, uh, and it sounded during the day. Uh, so the same thing here uh, on Rosh Hashanah, you would have to blow it during the day. That's where the rabbis uh, learn it from. However, Lektor Shofar, so really, now we try again we say maybe the um the four shofar should be the paradigm uh, and, and everything else could be learned out that all types of machshirin, all types of uh, preparations could be performed on Shabbat the same way they are done for the shofar shofar uh, you can't learn out from the Rosh Hashanah of uh, uh, you know the shofar blowing of Rosh Hashanah it's a very special thing that uh, the blowing the shofar uh, brings our uh, remembrances in front of Hashem uh, in, 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 in you know in heaven. Okay, and that's a that's a special uh, thing uh, which is not common to any of the other mitzvot. Um, uh, and also from the shofar blasts on Yom Kippur of uh, of a yovel year, uh, you also can't learn damamar uh, because uh, as Mar said, tiku beitin shofar. Uh, everything happens you know, on, on that blowing of the shofar uh, on, 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 the, on Yom Kippur of the Yovel uh, it, it goes slave leaves their masters straight away fields that have, were, were sold previously now revert to their original owners uh, and, and all of those things so you know that, that's, it's just, all these things have special um, unique stringencies uh, and, uh, and, and therefore we can't learn it out from any of these things. Okay, uh, that uh, that is that. Tomorrow, uh, for, for, for the meantime, we still carry on uh, with these things, and now we're going to go back into Miller, which is obviously the main uh, topic of this chapter. Uh, we are going to go into Miller and uh, exactly how it overrides Shabbat, uh, and uh, we will see that uh, tomorrow. Everyone should have a great day.